Hello everyone, I am Matthew Thomas, and I am here at the Music Factory in Battle Creek, Michigan, and I am joined by some very special guests. They are an independent band out of Detroit, Michigan, and they are Elsie Binks. Thank you guys for being on Super Cool Radio. Thank you. Uh, we have Aaron, lead vocalist. Uh, who else do we have here? I'm Jen, I sing backup and play keyboard. I'm Johnny, I play lead guitar. And I'm Andrew, and I play bass. And uh, so LC Binks was formed in uh, 2015. How did the band come together, and how was the name LC Binks chosen? So I'll answer the LC Binks name one first, because it kind of came first. So in 2015, Kevin and I, our producer and manager and engineer and driver, uh, asked me if I was writing any music. We met each other uh, working for a wedding band, and one day he just came up to me and was like, hey, I work at a studio. Do you write any music? And so thus, you know, beginning a relationship where uh, I think January of 2015 is when we started the production of our first album, and I had decided if I was ever going to work on music, I did not want to use my real name, uh, not really for, like, security purposes or anything like that. It's just Aaron Elise isn't terribly, I don't know, flashy for any genre. Uh, so I started with Elsie, which is a version of my middle name. It's a family name. And then I needed to find, like, a spirit animal kind of thing. So I went through, like, animal names like Fox and Crow were two of my favorites. But if I couldn't get the social media on, like, across the board, it was a no-go. I didn't want to be, like, lcwhateverband.com or lcblahblahmusic.com. I was like, absolutely not. I just want that name. I wanted to be really specific. So uh, my mom actually was like, what about Binks, which is the cat from Hocus Pocus? which is fitting for me, uh, and I sat on it, and I, you know, thought about it for a long time, and that was what I settled on. So the name so much didn't have to do with a band, because the band didn't exist yet. As far as I was concerned, it was just me and Kevin playing around at the studio. Uh, and then I won't forget you this time. Last, so we did an interview in Wisconsin last week, and at the end of the interview, Jen goes, you didn't talk about how I joined the band. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Mortified. Um, I won't bring it in this time. I'm sorry. I'm more awake today than I was that day. Uh, and so then, so we have a couple members missing because, uh, like Matthew mentioned, we are in Battle Creek. A couple of our members need to join us a little bit later in the day. But the first member to join officially, I guess, would have been Phil Stewart. He's the rhythm guitar player. He does a lot of assistant uh, engineering and producing along with Kevin. And uh, he was working at the studio as an intern at the time. And he just started playing around with stuff on the album and putting guitars down and helping produce. And he brought in a drummer who isn't with our band anymore, who brought in a bassist who also isn't with our band anymore. Uh, but they helped create the original sound of the band. Uh, and so that bassist also brought in a couple backup singers, brought in a keyboard player, uh, a couple of them just, they, they all have a lot of full-time bands that they work with regularly. So at some point, Jen came along. But I think, actually, I think Johnny was Johnny's first. first. That's why I forgot you last yes. time. I just, there's too many members. So at some point, the um, Phil and that drummer at the time, uh, Johnny had just left a project and they wanted to go scoop him up. So that's kind of what they did. Uh, they went to him and asked him if, he would do a couple gigs with us, and then Kevin kind of fell in love with the two guitar sound and threatened his life if he left the project. It's true. That's where we're at in the story right now. Did I threaten Johnny's life? Yes, that you threatened Johnny's life. Still terrified of Kevin today. Yes. Even after five years? Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I got a big bark. Well, this was in early 2016 at this point. Okay. 2015 was just the production of the first album. We did a CD release show in November of 2015 as like a 10-piece band, which was by no means ridiculous. a plan. It was just for that one show. And then early 2016, we started gigging regularly. I was the piano player at the time, which is now looking back at that so stupid. Uh, I'm not equipped. I'm a better front person from not behind an instrument. Uh, and so, anyway, then Johnny came along in, in at some point in 2016. Correct. What month? <laughs> was it March? I, I don't know. I, I was, was looking for a month. <laughs> So sometime <laughs> in 2016. Okay, all right. What are you asking? I know, what do you mean? <laughs> um, Correct. And then, it, and then at some point we had a couple background singers switch out, and we found Jen. Uh, well, we kind of found each other. Actually, this is an interesting story. I think, Jen, you should just tell it, because it didn't get told in the last interview. Okay. It should have been, so I think you should start. So Aaron and I, I guess, were destined to be in each other's lives. Yeah. Because, so... I was learning to uh, host karaoke, and Erin happened to be one of the people training me, and she tagged me on Facebook one night because she was training me, and my birth mom was like, how do you know each other? And I was like, we don't. I was raised by my dad and my stepmom, and I had three half-siblings. Turns out Erin graduated high school with my half-brother, and her younger sister, who I replaced in Elsie Banks, is best friends with my half-sisters, who... I've known Erin's sister since she was, like, 12, <laughs> and we had never met. <laughs> and then one day Erin's, like, posted on Facebook, I, anybody interested in being a backup singer? And I was like, sure, I'll help if I can. Yeah. And we had just met within a couple months. Yeah. And I was training you to be another karaoke host, uh, and, yeah, it just kind of snowballed from there. Then mm -hmm. we had another backup singer leave and Jen was like you know I have a degree in music I can play the piano I've played the piano longer <laughs> than our guitar players have been alive <laughs> so yeah that's, it's just kind of funny we've, we've clicked because we grew up next to the same people very singing closely. with all the same people yeah but not ever actually have met which is crazy yeah. so yeah and then most recently Andrew joined our ranks about what two weeks ago not even what day is it it's the 11th. Not even two weeks ago. Oh, we forgot about Darren. Oh, we forgot about Darren. See how easy it is. So Darren was after me. me for Darren yeah. was the next one after me. Yes. Uh, Darren was two years ago, was added to our band two years ago uh, this month, like last week or so. It, his first show with us was at the Machine Shop two years ago this month. Uh, he's been uh, a huge personality and a huge just lightning bolt of energy yeah of we're all pretty introverted except yeah. for him except for him <laughs> 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 we'll be able to sing O Canada <laughs> he is Canadian he, he will not he will not not let you know that he will always <laughs> tell you no. that you will always know that he's from Canada yes and then Andrew and then Andrew and then me and that happened purely because of social media. Two weeks ago. Yep, two weeks ago. Our bass player had just um, catastrophic miscommunication at work and was pretty much given an ultimatum, and he couldn't go on the road with us over our New Year's Eve and into the first week of this year, 2020, um, our gigs. So we were like, all right, I guess Phil's going to play the bass. And Johnny's going to play all the guitar by himself. And that was legitimately our plan. And then Andrew found us and sent us all the materials. Well, we put it out on Facebook that we needed a bass player. 
and so he sent us all the materials uh, that we needed to basically be like, well, he can probably do this. He's got a great look. He's young and he's totally willing. And so we met him at one of our gigs in late December, and we called him in for an, an not an interview, uh, an audition. <laughs> of, of, we told him we couple. weren't going to audition until after yes we were on the road. Yes. And then I lied because <laughs> yes. not on even. Actually, no, purpose. Kevin got a hold of me about this. Yeah. So the we were day. at a yeah. we were at a gig on December 29th. Kevin was like, "Wouldn't it be nice if we could all just meet at the studio and audition Andrew like right now?" And our gig was about 10 minutes away from the studio our home base sound shop in uh, Macomb, Michigan. And literally Andrew was like, sure. So we met there about a half hour later and he played for us and we're like, if you can come with us this week and learn a bunch of songs, let's do it. And that's what he did. And a bunch of numb fingers later, you know, we spent the entire day, New Year's day for a show on the second, third and fourth. So how's the uh, transition been for, for uh, you? Well, my previous band out in L.A., I would play a show once every six to eight months, maybe every year. But coming from that, coming back to Michigan, where I'm from, doing a show once or twice a week, or once or twice every few weeks for that matter, is a big change. Big change, but something I've been looking for for a very long time. It's good to hear. And I appreciate them having the faith in me, because it's been a really crazy rise in <laughs> January yeah. 1st. Yeah. He's still on double secret probation. I am. <laughs> the first, what no he says, the 11th that. of this year. How many days have we been on the road so far this year? Of the 11 days of oh, this year. Oh, six. Yes. Eight days? Did yeah. you say eight? Yeah. <laughs> it's only the 11th. <laughs> so, yeah. As Johnny drinks his whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> yep. RV life. Oh. It's exactly 420. What? Oh, okay. sorry. It's all right. So, uh, you guys are an independent band. Um, what are the uh, challenges and advantages of being an independent <laughs> band? As Kevin laughs. I have challenges a lot. Can I, can I answer that question? Well, really come quick. closer. It, it, takes, it takes multiple credit cards <laughs> with multiple people yeah. with large limits and the ability to... Um, not have a heart attack and a panic attack every single day. <laughs> like last yeah, night. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we've faced <coughs> some adversity, if you'd call it that. We're so um, broke, we need to sugar somebody. Yeah. Well, Kevin and I, initially, when we decided as a group in early 2016 that we were going to continue as a group, Kevin and I just invested in, I would say, almost 10 grand worth of equipment from Sweetwater. Uh, just to get all of our our in-ear monitors and all of the amps we needed. We didn't even have, like, speakers, like PA. It was just everything else that we needed. Um, It was between 8 and 10 grand. We're still paying that off. No, the original purchase. Oh, maybe the original. The original purchase, like, in 2016. It was between 8 and 10 grand between our two Sweetwater cards. Um, And, obviously, repairs cost money. You send it back in. It gets put on your, your card. You know, we ended up needing these sure paddle things that help with the signals being... Uh, interfered, interfered. That's not what I'm looking for. Uh, because we oh. run a lot of wireless uh, stuff. We oh, we run wireless in-ear monitors. We we run wireless microphones, and sometimes it gets complicated. Um, when it comes to like playing in downtown areas, you have too many signals and stuff crossing. A place like this, like Music Factory, that's not really an issue. But we play a lot of places that are out are in downtown areas. So like, that's a whole other purchase. Uh, and it just it snowballs from there. And then we decided we needed a PA, so we were buying a PA from Darren's, uh, our drummer's band, one of his bands, 
that were paying off that way. And then Johnny invested in a Helix, and we liked that so much that we bought one for Phil. I bought one for Phil on my Sweetwater card that he pays me for. Johnny's dad bought us a trailer. Uh, Johnny's dad bought us a trailer. When I started playing keyboard, I didn't have a keyboard. So Kevin found this keyboard. It's a great keyboard. And bought it, and I paid him back. My dad uh, bought us a van for a year so we could travel around before we had the RV. Like, it takes a village, like an entire village, to not be signed. Uh, And we are just now, in the last six months, breaking even. And that's well, not including... Uh, no, well, on the road. When we go on the road, to yeah. a show, we break no, even. No, I'm still in a crap load of uh, credit card debt, and so is Kev, but we're working on it. Every single thing costs hundreds of dollars. We at least cover gas money to a gig. Yeah. yeah. Like, there are pieces of, like, whole pieces of merch that I bought in 2015 that I am still paying off. Like, people don't realize that CDs cost $700 to print. Like 500 CDs. Yeah. Like, it's incredibly costly, and they have no idea what they're getting into. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yep, they've all gone onto my credit card. That's how good my credit card's handling it. So, so yeah, it's it's a lot. But now we're almost every single show we play, we we actually sell about $100 in merch, and that money is going straight to my credit card. This which is, is why bands break up. This is yeah. why a band can't last more than a year or two or even three because the pressure of band members that can't sustain the life that it requires is number one, <clears throat> and then just monetarily to make yeah. it happen. And then number three, try to keep personalities working. Luckily for us, and I ain't even BSing nobody, <laughs> we don't fight. We may have some disagreements, we talk them through, but nobody is on the bus screaming at each other, threatening to hit somebody, or refusing to talk to somebody, or creating strife. We won't tolerate it on ourselves for us, for us to do it ourselves, let alone for somebody else to do it. So mm-hmm. it's kind of unwritten well, rule that we just don't fight. Yeah. We don't do cocaine. We don't do drugs. Yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think that helps. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. good. We're a boring band. <laughs> we drink and smoke a little bit of weed, and that's about it. Like, we don't really, you know, get too crazy. We like our quiet RV life. Mm-hmm. We're all introverts for the most part, like you said. Like, it's it's pretty much, I don't know, we're all old souls, most of us. Are some pretty of us old are at heart. super old. Some of us are real old, but, <laughs> but most of us are pretty old for our ages. Except me. That's fair, yeah. Yeah. Uh, here. Oh, probably Brian Knickerbocker. Yeah, he he's said he'd be the, um, Shout out to Brian Knickerbocker. <laughs> <laughs> he plays Wilson and Callist. He's a drummer. He, they're pulling up next to us, really. See that? <laughs> I'm sorry, we're interviewing him. Are you good, man? Uh, so, um, so what are some some of your favorite songs to play live? You can't. You can't is my favorite song anyway, and I That's we mine. we had a breakdown in it that just like. Yeah. It's my favorite. You Can't is one of my favorites, too. Yeah. I think Lookout, honestly, is probably also one of my favorites. Another good one. Yeah. One of my Kevin likes Wrecking Ball. Yeah. Ooh, I don't even know. I like Mean Girls. I like playing Mean Girls a lot. You like singing along without the microphone on Mean Girls. Yeah, because I don't even know what I would sing on that. But <laughs> <laughs> your mouth moves. Yeah. You just have to act like you're singing. Well, that's like a great headbanging song. It is. Yeah, yeah it is. Song. Yeah, it's really gritty. I don't have to look at my guitar. <laughs> you have a favorite, Andrew? I like uh, everything about it, Mean Girls. And uh, there's a few others that we have never played live since I've been in the band that I'd like to, but for 
other reasons might not happen, but Mean Girls or everything about it. So uh, your last uh, album, Electric Baby, was all acoustic. Uh, do you plan on doing more acoustic shows or acoustic albums in the future? Well, we kind of always do acoustic shows. It's like inherently if we book uh, one of like the club nights, I guess you would call it, at like Rusty Nail or Winners or something like that in Metro Detroit, they're like three hours of content, which is really hard to cover electrically for us. So we typically will do one hour of acoustic, then two hours of electric. Um, or even invite some of our other musician friends to, like, crash the night and play a set for us because we're lazy. Uh, it does happen. And so... We're the two laziest girls on the planet. Yeah. Acoustic uh, games happen. We're not quite like a cover band. That would be... <laughs> right. <laughs> like, we, we don't actively want to do that, but it does help us pay our bills. Yeah. You know, we might make five or $600 a night doing that. Uh, so it's not the funnest thing to do to co- to play three hours of covers, but it does pay the bills. Um, and we do typically do an acoustic set in, in those type of nights. So they happen pretty commonly, actually. And whereas most bands would play just covers on those kind of gigs, that's all they book for those kind of gigs, yeah. we actually play pretty much our entire catalog of originals mm-hmm. in that as well. Yeah. So that's something that nobody else really does. Yeah. Uh, but, and, and as a, not, uh... But, yeah, when it comes to, like, an, another acoustic album, I think we would absolutely do that. I've actually said there are already some songs that... Um, for the new record, yeah. that would translate really well acoustically as well. Yeah, very much so. So I think that there's another acoustic record somewhere down the line, but right now we have eight or nine demos for our next electric record. So it would be a little bit of ways down the road still. And um, so how do you choose your set list for, like... For like just like shows like this where there's gonna be other bands, it's not just you guys playing yeah. three hours. How do you choose your set list? Uh, I mean, pretty strategically, we we like have our favorite heavy hitters. Honestly, we keep it as new as possible. So like, Mean Girls will always be in it right now. Everything, um, about, everything it. about it's been it. It wasn't in it for a minute because with Electric Baby, there's part two, yeah. and we were doing part two in all of our sets for a minute. Um, and so it it depends on how long we have. Uh, like tonight's 45 minutes, so I already in my head know which ones we'd be cutting. We do less covers when we have less time. Like we'll probably only throw like two covers in to a 45 minute set. As opposed to, you know, if we're playing for an hour, hour and a half, there's going to be more like five covers in that set. Uh, but yeah, we try to keep it as like fresh as possible. We've actually, for this last run, well, the last two runs, I guess, uh, we've been doing two of the elect, no, two of the acoustic songs electrically. And I like keeping fame in the set. I'd like to keep fame in the set for tonight, even, because um, it's a shorter set. But, but yeah, it, that's been fun, too. So that kind of keeps it fresh as well. And, um, oh, uh, where was it? There it is. Uh, so what is your writing process? Do you, like, develop lyrics first and um, develop the music around it, or do you go with the music first and add lyrics to it? It's all of those things. It's every single person so we have a dropbox like the literal like the app dropbox we have a dropbox that we put demos in and sometimes i'll write an entire song sometimes jen will sometimes johnny will like sometimes phil will well phil doesn't write lyrics but for the most part we all have certain ideas of demos and sometimes it'll just be a whole three minute demo of chord changes and progressions and then I'll take it and write an entire song with it uh, so it, it depends honestly like every song is different like one of them I happened to write lyrics and then 
yeah. I was going through Dropbox and found a demo that the guys had written like three years ago before mm-hmm. I even met them. It was old. And it fit like perfectly with what I had written. Like, like the melody and everything that and I'd written. And it fit perfect. And that's one of my favorites <coughs> of the new ones. Harassed? No, Goddess. I think you're talking about Goddess. No, that was her ass. But oh. Goddess actually fit. That was the kind of thing, that's too. What I'm I wrote I wrote the lyrics and, and the kind of the melody, and it fit with a demo that was already written. Yeah. And uh, you guys have very unique styles to your music. What are some of your influences and inspirations? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All of us have totally different. Very, very different. <laughs> <laughs> like, every single one of us have different inspirations. Mine's Kelly Clarkson and Evanescence, probably. And Ben Folds. Jeff Lynn. Electric Light Orchestra, um, Van Halen, Motley Crue, 90s G-Funk, hip-hop. Yeah. And Frank Sinatra. <laughs> That's a wide range. <laughs> That's his vocals. He sings back, sings back up. He raps sometimes. Yeah. I like Gojira, Metallica, Pink Floyd, Topo Negative, uh, that style. Phil's very 90s grunge, yeah, too. Phil's yeah, Phil's not here, Phil would but probably say Soundgarden. Yeah. And there's probably a couple others that I'm missing. Big wreck. Yeah. It's funny, a quick Phil story, which is pretty cool. Phil became my intern at the studio, and one of his favorite records, Chris Cornell's oh, brother, yeah. Pete Cornell, had a band Black called Market. Black Market Radio, and I did their their record, their only record that they did, I believe. Maybe they followed it up with one, I don't remember. But we were talking one day, and then somehow that came up, and Phil was like, you produced and engineered that record and mixed it? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, oh, my God. Like, he just, it was just like, it was such an awesome moment that he was so blown away that, you know, anyways. Yeah, no, it's, that's that is cool. That's for sure. Yeah, mine are kind of all over the map because I grew up listening to Andrew Lloyd Webber and Broadway and Disney and Spice Girls, and then I got into rock, and it was like Aerosmith, Zeppelin, Journey, and then I got into more pop, like Pink and Gaga. I'm, I'm just kind of all over the map. If it has a good vocal melody, I love it. What would you say I Darren's like, biggest influences? Is? You know, I'm not sure what Darren's sure. biggest yeah, I Russian. mean, maybe Russian. Russian. I mean, you're not. Canadian. <laughs> I mean, he was pretty torn yeah. up about that. Yeah. yeah. So that yeah, might sure. be, I mean, I'm sure Rush is in his top, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But I don't know what his would be, actually. He likes Helix. Yeah, he likes a lot of the late 70s, early 80s Canadian rock. Like, I'm sure he likes, um, Triumph. yeah, Triumph. And, yep, yep. Great bands came out of Canada has... Canada doesn't put out any shit. The, bad, the best band... Oh, I'm sorry. Is that a bad word? Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, I'm over on that. Word. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Put out poop. Anyway. Big Rex the best band. All right, so I'm I'm currently on your guys' RV, and I I saw over like the uh, the New Year's and then a little bit in the New Year uh, about you guys having uh, trouble with your guys' generator. Mm. Is it mm. still is it fixed? Is no, it, no, we no. have no generator. So the only reason we have power right now is because we're plugged into the building, uh, but the heat is propane and everything else works. So when we're on the road driving down the road, we can't microwave anything. We can't have the TV on. It's basically first world problems. Like it's not anything terrible. We're all fine. <laughs> everything is fine. Our heat works. We, you know, we're fine. It's good to hear. But yeah, the fix has been a little bit more complicated. We have friends in Michigan who are like 
really doing their best to research the issues, seeing if there's something they can do outside of just replacing the generator. Because uh, while we were out on the road, they quoted us at like $1,500. Exactly. Which is why yeah. we didn't do that, because we don't have it. So we're hoping somebody comes through with a, uh, not an easy fix, but a, a cheaper fix than that. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, uh, one final question before uh, before we go. Zosie Banks, you guys have started this year hot. It's only 11 days in this year. <laughs> and and that, actually, into this decade, I, I should say. Right. Into the, the road, decade. Right. You guys have been in Illinois, uh, uh, Wisconsin, Iowa. Iowa. So, and you did a show last night in Sturgis and a show tonight in Battle Creek. Mm-hmm. What do you guys plan for 2020? What yeah. can we expect? Honestly, like, I haven't updated our calendar yet, but I need to. <laughs> that would be a real easy answer if I was just like, go to lcbigs.com. I only have, like, the next two shows up on the website right now. But, honestly, our plans are to travel at least once a month. We pretty much have already booked that for September. Like, we pretty much are traveling at least once a month. We're going back to Jersey. We're bo- going back to Wisconsin a couple times. Uh I know that we're trying desperately to book Nashville right now. We have I a heard ton, we have a ton of feelers out in Nashville right now. People are begging us to come to Florida also, but, like, the routing down to there. And, like, Florida is not a great place for original rock music. It's just it, the climate, not the weather climate, the climate for, you know, original music period in Florida is kind of rough. So it's, it's hard, but we definitely want to keep branching out. We're probably going back to Amarillo in Texas this year, doing a route down to there and back. Um, what? That? I have no idea. Oh, it's um, that's Indiana. Okay. I think it's Indiana. Yeah, we play in Indiana all the time. We played Sweetwater a lot. Yeah, we've played Sweetwater a couple times. So honestly, expect more traveling. Expect a new record toward the end of the year because we're like coming in hot. On we've written demos. like eight songs at least. There's eight or nine. I think there might be that nine. Are pretty working. So yeah, new music, new new venues, definitely lots and lots of travel. Oh, there goes my merch rig. <laughs> there it goes into the building. And it's uh, all your debt. Yep, <laughs> there goes all of my money right there. Right. No, most of my money is on that stage. Shit. I mean, poop. There it is. Oh, no. <laughs> There's two. There's two now. Uh, and is, can you guys give us any hints for the new record? Anything to expect, musically wise? I think it's grittier, right? Yeah, a little bit. I would agree. It's like. I think we tried to describe this before, and it failed. Yeah. I feel like some of the riffs are a little more rootsy. Yeah, they're yes. a little more bluesy, they're a little, like, based, but, yeah. but a little heavier. In the mm-hmm. Yeah. Not 100%. as pop rock. Mm-hmm. It's more toward, like, blues roots rock almost. Some of them. Not all of them. But some, some of, of them. them sound like Hanson, straight up. Well, a couple of them, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we didn't we didn't mention Hanson was a big influence for, for at least yeah. us. Yeah, I love yeah, Hanson. I, Their harmonies are demons off the hook. Like <laughs> uh, and well, as you guys hear, uh, please uh, support LC Banks as you can hear. Um, so, what, what are the best ways people can uh, support you guys? Uh, well, on, well, come to live shows, buy merchandise. Uh, go on all the socials like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Spotify, like, Apple Music, all the places. Engage with us like that. Uh, I also have a Patreon, which Matthew is a part of. So That's you right. definitely want to go check that out as well. If you find me on Facebook or any of the socials, the link is readily available. Uh, but lcbinks.com is kind of, is a hub for all of those things. So that would be the easiest place to go. It would be lcbinks.com. Uh, check out every link we have, basically. Just go stalk us. It's fine. 
We love it. Alright, so please uh, stalk Elsie Banks when you get the chance. <laughs> and as play, uh, I play Elsie Banks every... I try to play you guys every week on Super Cool Radio. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Sometimes twice, depending on how I feel. Super <laughs> cool. That's right. Alrighty. Thank you guys for being on Super Cool Radio. Thank you. And, of course, I am Matthew Thomas.